what is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. Friday, July 3rd, 2020, episode number 139. Happy Independence Day weekend. Where are you right now? Plymouth, Indiana. What are you doing in Plymouth? Oh, there's some motorcycle races going on up here. Double header. It's uh, two great big busy days. Uh, amateur racers in the morning, all-star races at night, followed by fireworks each night, all part of the Steve Nace Racing Program. Nice. I love it. You didn't go to Greenville last week. No, unfortunately, I did not. Uh, that's a Man, that's a long haul for me. Uh, yeah. Robbie Bobby, I think, already has an announcer lined up, and it just didn't work out. I, uh, I, I only heard results from Friday night. I heard they had some rain on the next day, but... Um, a couple people got hurt. Uh, some amateur riders that I know, Logan Logan McGrank, one is one to come to mind, and one of the other fast kids. I uh, can't remember his name off the top of my head, but a couple guys got hurt. But thick pea gravel racetracks and amateurs sometimes don't mix. So uh, you know it's part of our sport. And Logan McGrank is trying to be back for the flat track grand championships coming up in just a couple weeks. Back, I'm going back up to Plymouth, Indiana for that. So uh, hopefully all those people that went down heal up real fast. I heard Cody Cop was flying like yeah. super fast yeah i think carver was saying he even passed him in one of the one of the uh events which is crazy like it's insane that that kid's got that much it, speed and he's not even how old is he 14 14 yeah and he was even on a twin that's insane i was like oh my gosh that kid's gonna be fast i you know a few years back i mean i'm gonna talk way back actually i stayed uh at at joe's house cody was a little bitty and you know what? He really didn't seem like he cared about motorcycles that much. They had a, he has a miniature Springfield short track and TT set up at their house. So they used to back when I was there. And Cody, you know, he, it wasn't a big deal if he went riding. It was it was okay if he did that or if he did you know other kid things. But now that kid has gotten so fast. And, and I'm gonna say, you know, in a short period of time, man, he's just a rocket ship. I mean, I guess. It doesn't take much once you take something up and you have a passion for it. And he's nonstop. Every time I see him, he's either riding some local race or, you know, practicing on somewhere. Like, he's uh, he's definitely going to be uh, somebody to compete with here in the next three or four years uh, on the singles and twins level, maybe even. Absolutely. I, I think it's going to happen. But uh, guess what, Carter? What? Two weeks from today, we are racing in Volusia. Two weeks from Grand now. National American flat track 2020 season will kick off in volusia uh yeah man it's crazy there's all i mean anytime you're leading up to the start of a season there's all kinds of rumors and things going but man i don't it seems to be going nuts lately and i don't even want to speculate i don't want to get into some of these rumors but there is a lot coming down the pipeline for for the start of the 2020 season well everybody's chomping at the bit according to my my phone right here in front of me it's 278 days since the last race which is the Meadowlands mile so that's almost a year that's insane that's insane so yeah there was a good uh aft show this week had the had the brothers the bauman brothers that was awesome yeah i was trying to get them cut up a little bit more and and i think you know they have a responsibility they're representing indian but they kind of had some jabs at each other it was it was a lot of fun you know bronson was at his home in illinois briars at the the log cabin there in uh, pennsylvania where he lives with shana and and it was a good show i really enjoyed it and uh you know i've been been announcing long enough i've seen both their careers evolve you know evolved from as soon as they got to be pros to their first wins both of them now and i've even interviewed bronson when he got his first twins podium i interviewed him when he got his first win there at lima as you posted uh, a few weeks ago on your social media that was one that i kind of called out during the pit walk and, yep. and to go back and watch that is is crazy and just the speed that he has now and the, the confidence he has he's a different person and he is uh He's going to be a force to deal with for many years to come. He's he's a championship contender now, I think, year in and year out. So, uh, Also, AFT announced uh, right after we posted our show last Friday that Charlotte yes. is on the schedule. Going you, to your hometown. What do you think about that? Dude, I love it. It's during NASCAR weekend. Yep. Uh, I, know, I know we've had Ronnie Jones on here before, and, and he had that idea for a long time ago. And, and we've talked about it until we were blue in the face going to races. You know, there's, there's several nascar tracks that have dirt tracks right outside mostly they're for sprint cars and late models and stuff like that for the world of outlaws uh but this time we're actually going to use it it's going to be doing during the charlotte roval weekend so flat track motorcycle races on friday night and saturday night 
the Roval there at Charlotte Motor Speedway on Sunday. Uh, I think it's going to be great. And, you know, there's other races involved with Charlotte, too, you know, that goes along with NASCAR. So uh, plenty of extra fans. I'm sure if they hear the motors firing up, they'll come on, trickle over, and we might gain a whole bunch of new fans. That's 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 what I'm thinking. As someone who started as a racing fan on, f like, watching four wheels, and I came over, like, I I'm saying, like, the minute a racing fan sees this that has that might not have known about it, they're going to be hooked. Um, it's going to be great. I, I, are you going to go into the NASCAR race? You get to check in the NASCAR, check out the NASCAR race or what? I, th I think so. I've, I've, uh, I've been to, uh, uh, a handful of NASCAR races, but they've all been at Texas motor speedway. Obviously I've been to uh, several of the other tracks just for other events, but I'd like to see the Roval in person. I think it's something different. Um, hopefully they maybe put some bikes out there and, and spark some more people to come, you know, to our races and stuff like that. And I know for a fact that a lot of the NASCAR drivers and people involved with NASCAR are fans of our sport. Yeah. But they don't always get to come because we're always somewhere else, and their biz their schedule is so busy that uh, it's hard for them to come to our races. Yeah, I've been to I mean Charlotte Motor Speedway more times than I can count, but I've never seen it in the Roval. Uh formation either so that may be interesting to check out i'll definitely be there because like you mentioned that's my hometown i'm gonna be i'll be there that weekend for sure so i'm stoked to to be able to take in uh two flat track races uh during a weekend in charlotte um and yeah dude i think it'll be great we'll definitely be a lot of people there looking for to watch some racing that weekend so it's it, i think it's a win-win uh for both for sure and i think there are there's some other things i think in the schedule that need to be finalized as far as like uh locations and stuff so look forward to that look look forward to that in october and look forward to some other announcements here i'm sure in the in the coming weeks about the 2020 season um you want to get into this week's episode or you got something else let's do it i'm excited about this one I've kept it as a surprise from you. It's somebody we've talked about multiple times on the show, but you probably won't expect me to ha have him on as a guest, which... But hmm. It's a him, so it's not a female. It's a him, yeah. It's, it's, it's a male. That's that's 50% that's of the, the population. So that he, does, he does and has ridden motorcycles, but it's not his, like, standard thing these days. Michael Locke? <laughs> I guess it could. We've had him on before, too. No, it's not Michael Locke. So somebody we never had on before, but we mentioned. Multiple times. I'm, I got the puzzled look on my face right now. I don't know, man. Uh, he he goes by one name. That might give it away. Who, Prince? No. Oh, he's, he's, no, he's no longer it's with gonna us. Be, it's going to be tough to get an interview with that guy these days. Yeah, absolutely. So it's got to be one name. There's only one name in our sport that goes by one person that goes by one name. That's Thunder. Thunder. That's right. We got Thunder. I, I actually scored time with Thunder for an interview for Off the Groove. How about that? Dude, I love it. Good it, job, man. No, it'll be great, dude. Like we, A lot of people, I guarantee you, if you've watched flat track content in the past 10 years, you've seen something this guy's been a part of, whether he shot it, whether he edited it whether he uh, you know, made music for it. He's done all kinds of stuff in the, in the flat track community that a lot of people don't know him or his story. So I figured it'd be good to bring him on and, and talk to Thunder. Let's do it. Hello. Thunder, what's up? Scotty, how's it going? It's good. We've had some requests to find out who this guy was that runs around the infield and carries a camera and if he's not doing that, he goes flying through the pit area on this one-wheeled skateboard thingy. I think they call it one wheel. And so I said, all right, we got to have him on. So we called you up. What's up? Man, I get places when I'm working. Like one I, wheel no or pitter-patter. No, it's got to happen. Pitter-patter? What is that? <laughs> you know, footsteps. Oh, okay. Before we get into anything official and stuff like that, you and my daughter share the same birthday. So are you my son? Does she have a twin brother? I guess there's technically a chance that there was like a paperwork uh, uh, toss up between Oklahoma and Florida, but maybe. Uh, maybe. I've you never like called you my daddy. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle that. So, uh, yeah. Man, what what have you been doing? What's what's quarantine life down there in Florida? What's that like? Uh, it's it's been good. We had a, we've had a we've had a good spring. Uh, I mean, outside what our cell phones are telling us, and no, I mean. 
it's it's been a lot like uh life's been different but like whose hasn't so kind of that's not different but uh i still wake up every day and dive into some flat track on my computer and uh yeah just riding bikes and got a boat now so yeah life's been different but good i, I guess it's just like everybody else in the flat track community we're just sort of waiting and then we get ready and then we're waiting a little more and then we're getting ready and then you know who knows so excited ready for that to move forward and i, w- I would hung out with you how many times by now man at least half the season i think I mean, all, all the times we come out the hotel lobby together and <laughs> say what's up and catch up and hang out and then go eat right. or whatever, you know, it's, right. it's always something. So missing that, for sure. I know everyone in Flat Track is. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's get into it. Let's get to know Thunder, the, the man with one name. He's famous uh, in, in Flat Track, but we'll go back to the start. Uh, where were you born? Uh, Tallahassee, Florida. That's where I still live now. I was born here, 84. So what's it like? I mean, I've been there. I've been to your house and, and I've seen, I think I met your whole family on, on one trip. Me and my daughter went through there and you took us and we had. That's right. Where did we go to dinner that night? Some come, some remember. Cuban place or something like that. I, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. Was, Gordo's. Good. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. it. Yeah. Gordo's, man. <laughs> you should come through again and we'll go to Gordo's. Well, let's uh, make it happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you've been to Tallahassee. Um, it's hard to explain. I usually don't oversell it. Uh, but then at the same time, it's, it's, it's a pretty good place. Uh, we got, like, I always go into the geography cause I like geography and, and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, we got like good red clay Hills. So it's not like you're, it's not Daytona, right. That's like flat beachy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got red Hills. So it's kind of like South Georgia and, uh, okay. good weather. Uh, obviously this part of the year, it's just thunderstorms all, uh, every afternoon, but that's all Florida and then, uh, or the Southeast, but yeah, good Southeast weather good living good clean town um yeah man like i like tallahassee been here a long time lived a couple other places when i was like a teenager but yeah tallahassee's good even got a couple flat trackers around here now that's what i heard i heard sammy lives there close by and and you know kenny cool that's not too far away who else is living there close by you now yeah so well so north so tallahassee right capital in north florida so we are up in the panhandle and uh cool like down by johnny lewis and uh yeah north, Cent- center hill more, and like stuff. orlando yeah, yeah, exactly. A little closer to Orlando. So that's about three hours down. But uh, uh, so I got uh, Rob McClendon is just two and a half hours over there in Pensacola. So so okay. that's a close connection. And then uh, Halbert moved here now. He, he's here right now. We just actually uh, rode a little mountain bike this morning. And mm-hmm. uh, and then Bri- Brian Smith just got a, a place up uh, right at the Georgia, Florida border, a couple couple okay. minutes north of Tallahassee, just uh, maybe cool. 20 minutes north of Tallahassee. So, yeah, it's been going on, man. It's, it's fun. We, we've been riding a lot. That is awesome. So I got a question. How did, how did you get into motorcycles? I was always balling stick sports growing up and flag football and all the good stuff, whatever, the traditional sports. Still love all that stuff. But uh, I was kind of scared of moto. My brother was always a big motorcycle, bicycle guy. And uh, he had the Ducati, and so I, I, I'm familiar with it all, but no racing in my family history at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then, I, dude, I fell in love with the way naked street bikes looked, like uh, the Monster and like mm-hmm. the uh, like the MV Agusta. I just like instantly fell for that, so I got I bought a Monster. Then all of a sudden, you know, my brother bought a Supermoto Aprilia RSV, and all of a sudden we're like riding you know we had some basic experience just uh but all of a sudden we're riding at night and zipping around town and all, they're all jumping stuff and we're trying to jump the monster and so, <laughs> so you know like, just how anyone does right so i guess i i didn't really throw my leg over uh ducati monster i was, I was 21 already 22 so wow. i knew how to ride it I, like i didn't ride out of the, like wobbly out of the showroom or nothing but uh, but just some basic experience was it. And so that's where it all started. And I was really bad at motocross back then. So it's been a long time. Uh, not that I'm that great now, but it's been a, been a long road and definitely a little more experience these days. How long did you race for? Well, I had my pro license for 10 years, but I've been riding since I was five. So quite a, quite a little bit longer than you, maybe. Yeah, you had, the, you had that OG childhood uh, body body muscle memory going on with the right exactly yeah i don't even have to think about it i just hop on and my body takes off i don't even i I think about you know other stuff so so let's talk about supermoto for a little bit i know you you race some supermoto so how long did you race and when was your first one yeah so the supermoto thing started at all after i got the street bike and started getting just like familiar with the basics of owning a bike and all that uh we had a uh, larry wolf was just a good mentor friend of mine uh he ran he, you know, we heard about this guy, he's like 50 years old or something. Oh my God. He, 
these racing motorcycles. So we're out there, you know, enjoying burgers, going to Hooters for bike night. And then we hear about this guy, Larry, who whips up and he's this cool dude. Good friend of mine still to this day. Uh, and he, he's racing. I was like, wow, racing. That is super intimidating. I mean, like, you know, racing. And, uh, so I go check it out. We become friends. We all start riding some motors in the parking lots and all of a sudden it's not that scary. Um, but he started running the Southeast supermoto series, basically Florida supermoto is what we had going. And Larry, and I just me and Larry basically started running that and we went for like five years. Uh, it was good times. There's some road racing I skipped over, but, uh, anyway, uh, not racing. I was riding. So, okay. anyway, so no racing. It was promoting first. And, uh, and as I promoted, I would race in the races, but in like amateur class and I was just starting to learn to get faster, uh, a little bit then, uh, yeah. So promoting really actually kind of came first. And then once I was promoting, I wasn't really scared of racing anymore. Right. I was stoked on it. So I was like, so yeah, we had a, big race we threw here that's how and that's how i met everybody so that perfect intro really uh that's whenever the flat track thing came in uh rob mcclendon brought over halbert for one of the supermoto races and johnny lewis started hitting me up to come to my races because they wanted to take all my money because that's all they're all interested in <laughs> and uh as a promoter i was as a promoter i was learning hard lessons about a show up fees from halbert uh -huh. and uh i hadn't budgeted that one and uh so there was a bunch of stuff like that to figure out but uh and I, I didn't really do anything good with money but i did meet everybody and had really good time putting those races on it was very organic grassroots you know oh we can rent this track out from the city of tallahassee and we threw the tallahassee supermoto jam five times and it was like a big ordeal every time and it was really cool it was pretty special we had like super cross dirt section and a really cool little pavement track uh, there's videos on youtube about it so uh Anyway, it was a great era. So that was how I got in. And um, that opened the door. And once I met uh, Miriam with Flat Track Live and Halbert, uh, they started, I was getting in the video at that point, and they started inviting me around Flat Track. So that was the beginning of the Flat Track thing. Now, I think that's all around 2011. That is crazy. Yeah, I, I can't remember when I think we actually met, somewhere around uh, 12 or maybe 13. But um, you've been doing this for quite a while. And you're kind of like the, the hidden man behind the scenes that nobody really knows about, but everybody sees. So that's why I wanted to have you on here. We, we talked about that. But what was your first flat track race to go to? Miriam and uh, flat, you know, for flat track live, had, you know, invited me out to Peoria. So my, I had, so just quick, you know, I'd done all the two motor racing, right? I'm, I'm getting all this racing. I had road racing. I was already a fan of MotoGP, but I just heard a flat track. And I think I'd seen a, a broadcast of Springfield mile. I, I knew, I knew about it. I just didn't know any, I couldn't tell you one name from it. And, uh, and I hear about this Halbert guy. He's one of these guys who, you know, from all my buddies coming to my super motor race, I'm like, what is this guy? What, what's going on? Who's Rob bringing? What, you know, I'm, I don't even know. I, I literally had no <laughs> idea other than just being kind of a normal motorcycle fan. I had heard of it. I just didn't, couldn't tell you a name. So Halbert shows up and, uh, anyway, that, that all, so that you know, I didn't know anything. So I start learning about it as he came to the supermoto races those years. And then they invited me out to Peoria. So really Peoria was my, I think my, my first, I mean, the whole weekend, we did three races that weekend. It was the, the Speedway, the, uh, what's the Galesburg. one north of there? Short track, Galesburg, yeah. Galesburg, yep. Yep. So, and then I uh, made my favorite, one of my favorite movies then, because uh, I was, again, uh, it was my first, just getting real uh, acquainted with the camera world and also, flat track so it was two new things to me and i was really motivated to so i made a cool video there called from from that weekend called peoria euphoria and uh yeah so that was kind of the beginning of the flat track film stuff uh from from them inviting me out i spent i spent that weekend in the black pearl the black <laughs> pearl the old the school black. bus the cool bus it's a yeah. jump up from the cool it's the modern day cool bus yeah okay oh, the, yeah, home, the homemade albert Oh, the yeah, the one Willie built. That's Willie right. Built that's right. Yeah. It's for sale. It's for sale, everybody, right now on oh, Facebook. All right. We, did, we just got a little, like little, little, a little glimpse of Sammy Halbert in the background chiming in right there. I heard him. Um, <laughs> he's always <laughs> looking out for that dime, man. I'm proud well, yeah, of that. Yeah, he's got to make some money. He's a, he's a racer. You always got to make some money. So you're a man of many talents, many talents, I should say, and many businesses. Uh, talk about the built t shirt, uh, the brand, and the start of that creation. So built clothing is, uh, yeah, it's my, uh, again, same kind of era, just, uh, got real excited about just a good clean, uh, fits right t-shirt plain. You know, I would always say back then that 
that like you would see like affliction shirts or something they're kind of louder and that's fine but some days i want to wear just a clean plain t-shirt but i wanted to fit like uh, those good t-shirts did you know mm-hmm. and so uh yeah i just kind of was raised uh <clears throat> pretty independent thinking that everyone in the family owns their own business so they were all always you know it's, it's the sky's the limit so all right gave it a go and had a bunch of people really liked the fit that was kind of longer more tubular fit you know and the, and the plain simple style with no graphics or, or minimal graphics even though the graphics they built that's kind of loud but the point was minimal style and learned all about the whole t-shirt industry and became uh involved with that still got it going now builtclothing.com but yeah just we just have a great fit in shirts it's a real simple deal and of all the people i know i you might have more built shirts than anyone else i know like Nice. Yeah, thirty or forty of those things stocked up, huh? Well, well, yeah, and I, you know, I've bought some, make sure my my daughter looks good, and some other friends make sure they have look good looking shirts, and and hopefully you know sell some more shirts for you along the way because I love them, and and you know another thing I like about them too is there's no tag in the back of your neck. You screen print the tag inside. There's a little tag down there on the on the on the bottom, but that doesn't bother you. So I, I love the the built shirts for sure. Let's talk about Thunder Media. What what is Thunder Media, and do you work for other people or just for American Flat Track? Yeah, I am so for sale. Man, you guys just give me a call if you want a sick video. Okay, Sammy. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, so I am independently contracted, but uh, like media basically. But yeah, I'm, I can still work for other people. I do a couple of random jobs a year, not Flat Track, but Flat Track gets all my, uh, my daily focus. And obviously around the events and the broadcast, uh, all my focus goes there. But uh, no, I, just it's pretty chill and you know independent so uh yeah i still just have thunder multimedia was was my uh the early days of it were like i said that pure euphoria video and uh that, that is eventually my what moved my soul for thunder multimedia was was stoking out on on, on filming uh detailed shots of, of guys shredding you know just leaning the right. bike over uh, the, the feeling the soul of thunder multimedia is that you know just i wanted to capture all that and that that got me to where i got now so that was the beginning of it uh artistically and then uh yeah now i'm still doing that it had to it's been uh i was looking on my hard cards the other day i think i think i have eight hard cards now or seven wow yeah so i mean nothing nothing on dave honig but uh right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but still, still passionate about it, and uh, obviously now there's a huge social aspect plugged in with all you guys, and uh, like we we know it's a tight flat track world, so it's it's always fun to to be plugged in with everybody. So earlier when we first got on on the call, you said you bought a boat, so I I heard you're starting a, a boating company soon. Um, can I be a part of that deal or what? Dude, you got a spot. I've actually got it taped off right now on, on the boat. There's only two spots on the boat, but one for Scotty. So, <laughs> one for me, one for you, huh? Yeah. Um, seriously, it's it's killer. Uh, five horsepower. Did I leave a digit out? No, it's just five horsepower. No, I just put a little. It's a river cruiser. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I've been having a lot of fun with it. It's just like a 14 right. foot fiberglass little V-haul thing. It's just perfect for cruising rivers and I. Man, like all this riding and stuff's great, but it gets so hot down here, and you just mm-hmm. sometimes you just want water time, you know. Yep. And yep. Uh, yeah, so I've been we've been having it's been in the shop a little bit, but I've had I have some hilarious stories like a bad captaining, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's wait. running now and uh, it's chill, cool, perfect little you know quickie. It's a quick light boat you can whip around, go uh, cruise the river real quick and get back to the house within you know pretty reasonable amount of time so it's awesome. it's been fun can't wait to go out on it more honestly <laughs> well since since i haven't talked to you in such a long time i won a boat uh on father's day day and it's just sitting in the shop right now because i don't have a trailer the motor's not hooked up to it and it's got two you know two seats and two fishing poles and a tackle box so i just i kind of sit out there in in the, in the driveway and and act like i'm fishing and people look at me funny <laughs> is that is that what i saw is are, yeah. are you yeah, floating you, around you, on that you, thing now? Yeah, in the driveway. <laughs> you know what the coolest thing is? You don't need a trailer. You don't want a trailer if you don't have to have a trailer. What's <sighs> the horsepower on that dinghy? I, I hadn't even looked at it yet. I, I mean, it's still it's just sitting there. I haven't even opened the box yet. The, the motor's not hooked up or nothing. It's in a box. So I don't think it's much of a much of a motor, but uh, it's going to be pretty cool. So uh, let's How get back into – well, I'm just a lucky guy. Some Here, some people have to, to beg and, and stuff for money, and I just you know go hang out at the casino and hopefully they call my name and I win stuff. But you know it 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 
it's it's all right. So you're gonna have let's, to tell me more about all the stuff you've won recently. Then of course, but, okay. of course. All right. So <laughs> let's talk about like you said, what you're first doing when you first got into it, and then all your stuff has evolved. What I like, Thunder, is coming from the outside world, you had a different approach to things. You got different angles. And like I've mentioned a couple times, you'll run through the infield carrying a, a handheld camera on a gimbal or something, or you'll be on that skateboard, you know, the the one wheel. And you always have a camera going. So in your mind, how much has your stuff evolved since that first trip to Peoria? Man, a ton. That's, that's a big question. Uh, a ton. Uh, so uh, we, every, every editor, I think everyone, uh, it's no, no different than when you look at yourself a year ago and you go, oh. And then you think that second thought, you go, oh, yeah. And you start thinking of where you were at in life. And you've, you know, 99% of the time with everybody, you're usually further down the road. You know, I know, I know 2020 has been a little hard to say that, right? but uh, for sure, the editing process for editors is, is just like that. I think everyone, uh, everyone looks at an edit a year back and goes, huh, well, why didn't I do this or that or that? I think that's uh, anyone who pushes themselves is going to see that. Uh, there's always change and stuff like that. Yeah. I was, I will say, you know, a couple things changed up, you know, for sure. Seven years later, you know, it's not, there's nothing like when things are new. Right. I mean, we know that mm -hmm. about life. And mm -hmm. uh, so going out to flat track and having the simulations of these guys, just, just going as fast as you can go on these machines and this new style riding, I was getting to travel and there's a lot of stimulation. And my motivation was definitely heavily artistic and uh, just a desire to spread what I thought I could do with a camera. And then uh, yeah. And then now, now I look at edits and I want them to be, I want people to want flat track. I want people to just go, Holy crap. I didn't know that. I mean, you know, you got to pick a, and I write every, every edit has a theme and whatever. So yes. And then next year it'll, it'll be a, you know, whatever, it'll be a, another angle on it. It's always a little bit different angle, but you always sharpen the knife each year. Right. Yep. Yep. Do you watch other sports and other like motorcycle events or motorized events to try to get some ideas from them? Or do you just forget about that and just do your thing? No, it's always just been uh, my world, uh, just because there isn't that out there. I mean, MotoGP. I mean, MotoGP got that's a big part of my inspiration, and you know the 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 speed and the just the raw craziness of going as fast as you can on a motorcycle. I just that's what fascinated me from like those movies, Faster and the Doctor and the the Kentucky Kids and the, the Tornado. Um, that stuff, you know, that stuff was mine. That's what I watched. Um, I'll say okay. I watched that a good bit. And I didn't – wasn't even really in the film uh, – I wasn't making videos yet. I didn't make videos till I was till like right around 2012 and 11 is when I started picking up GoPro edits from that Supermoto stuff. So I had seen stuff my whole life. But I didn't really ever think I could do anything about it. And then through a camera, the, the sky's the limit, right? The world's endless. You know, you've heard and you know all these – I'm not even that techy. But, you know, a little bit, I just know the basics, you know, and, and the concepts, but no, I didn't, I didn't see NFL and think about flat track or whatever. I never saw 60 minutes and I just, there was always a, a different draw. I, I kind of like a, I have a little bit different style and, and then there's a commercial aspect, right? So it's like, you want things to look commercially or artistic, but they go hand in hand. So anyway, there's been a huge evolution there. And I, I don't think I've really got my inspiration for much else other than what I've seen at the track and, you know, I met Halbert and hadn't even known about him. It's like a good story to tell. Holy cow, mm -hmm. this dude out here, you know, that, if you're new to it, it's like, that's what uh, Evan, Evan just did with the fast and the left. Fast and left. Yeah. And yep. he's, yep. you know, he's, he, it, it's stunning to have, you know, I caught up with him recently. It was really good. And he's excited and it's done. It's, it's, it's stimulating. You know, he, he enjoys seeing all that stuff and he's motivated to tell these stories and it's cool. There's a lot of stories to tell. Absolutely. So, and that's yeah, why we do this podcast. <laughs> exactly it's the the flat track family love and the, the the it's good stuff it's good stuff to talk about good stuff to sell and we got to get it out there so absolutely so so most recently you know you're known for shooting and editing your, you know that's your talent and that's what we know you for but you know some of my favorites and and maybe you can elaborate on some of these but uh your, your social videos like brian smith the teaser for that 2019 season i i think carter said he watched it like five thousand times and when i was with him at one race, I swear he watched it over and over sitting beside me. And I'm like, he just was in love with it. And, you know, there's other features like that, too, like your broadcast feature on Ryan Wells in that jelly donut right before he won the singles championship. That's really cool. Uh, you know, your series and race promo videos are really cool. The, the ESPN feature you did on Shayna. I mean, the list can go on and on and on. And these are just ones that, that I can think of that, that I, you know, kind of we jotted down. And then 
my favorite thunder is the season recap at the bank and the, and the banquet videos. Those are awesome. You know, I, I have a tough time seeing them because I got turned around because I'm ho- usually hosting them. But those are my favorite. How you just put everything, you know, from round by round and and put it all together and lay it out there in such a nice you know format so everybody can enjoy that. But um, is there anything on those videos you can elaborate on, or just is it just? Or you, do you have one of those that's a favorite? It's funny how you say that and you remember that we do work. It's funny how we work side by side, but somehow we don't even see each other all that much each day. But anyway, um, yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, even at the banquet, it goes Thunder to Scotty, and our, our lives are all mixed up in there. But for sure, the all that stuff is just nothing but like fun, you know. Like uh, Clyde Carter watch, I love that. That the last year's tease video was cool, fun to make because. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, that was a lot of, ex- at least it was, it was nice and exciting. I didn't, didn't pan out quite to be any, you know, huge battle, but that was really exciting what they did. I, I still give them kudos for that. Just get the hundred percent in and went for it. And I thought that was exciting. You know, that was always cool. Man, I obviously want, I want, you know, I get challenged from obviously from work and, uh, from everyone around you socially to, to make cool or exciting stuff. And so, yeah, so you want stuff to try to at least be flashy and someone to think in the first quick couple seconds they want to keep watching the jelly donut things hilarious <laughs> 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 i mean he, all these guys like Mies is a who uh, i mean you know he, he's got all kinds of personalities that i love and hate but no <laughs> hate stronger but no he you know he's a lot but but man he is hilarious when he's funny uh it's really funny stuff and we, we'll be on shoots cracking up um me and brian's out smith's outtakes are hilarious all that stuff's fun and like is, the cool thing is, is I, I, I have that freedom, luckily, to, to be able to take those outtakes and maybe put them in. I mean, every, every editor does, it's not just me, but uh, it's been fun. It's fun with those guys having the jive, like the jive. Like, you know, Wells is just a fun dude anyway. He's hilarious and funny to be around. So you, you just walk up next to Ryan, and if he's in that, well, he's never not, but, you know, he's in his goofy, smiley mood, and you're just going to pick up on that and go with it. Um, yep, yep. You know, so it's not it's not just me. You know, they often they think of these guys – they think of their own stuff and it pans out. The banquet videos are a, just a blast. I, I think you left. I mean, you, you covered it when you said all banquet videos, but the Jared Mies roast. Well, yeah. That was ago, awesome. <laughs> just tearing him up for 10 minutes. And if people only knew what I edited out, <laughs> Oh man. Cause when we filmed, right. It's like, tell me about Jared Mies and people just went so hard and uh, you just can't include it all. Right. It's not even appropriate right. to put out. So it's so funny though. Uh, so I think that's one that sticks out. Uh, everything you named definitely sticks out. Uh, it's like just, they're all, all different categories, right? Been eight years now. So there's some, there's some heart projects there's some comedy projects. And then uh, there's some that are just like worky, right? They just feel like work. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you're, you're very modest cause you do a great job, but the vibe and the feel people get from your, the, you know, the videos that you make is the content from thunder. And that's what we, we've all came. Now we expect it. Now we expect to see something really cool, you know, each and every round, you know, we even see some of your footage on the NBC, uh, you know, sports on NBC sports. We get to see a lot of your stuff. So how cool is that to have your stuff on national TV? Yeah, it's awesome. I can go to local bar, restaurant, Outback Steakhouse, wherever, just, you can go anywhere that has cable out and see, see the work from the weekend, you know, just from a week back. That's a, that's super cool. No doubt. It's happened a bunch of times now, or I'll be in the shot running from the broadcast to be in the broadcast <laughs> shot. And I'll get messages from like not flat track people who were at restaurants, but, and we're watching flat track yep. and they're like, Oh yeah, I think that's what Thunder does. And then they see me running around with a camera, you know, on a quick clip or something uh, on the infield and I get a text message and that's, that's definitely super rewarding. But yeah, like, uh, I mean, my roles, you know, my roles are to show up each race and, you know, shoot away, document it. Uh, all that footage is 100% copied over to NASCAR, or, you know, NASCAR Productions for the broadcast, and uh, and obviously American Flat Track. So I shoot technically uh, for a little bit for the broadcast, a little bit for myself because I'm I'm in house for American Flat Track, uh, or contracted in house, whatever, not in house, you know what I mean, but contracted to uh, deal with all their stuff like uh, ads and promos and stuff. So I deal with all that. So I shoot for for that purpose and the banquet purpose. And then meaning like uh, end of the year videos, highlights, social media stuff. And then, uh, yeah, I'd say it's main source of uh, footage. And then there's like the, the broadcast cameras themselves that uh, I, I pull off of for my edit. Okay. Um, so yeah. So everything I shoot goes, 
uh, to the broadcast for them to use uh, if they want. And then I usually edit. I also edit in, like I'll give them a, you know, we'll, we'll plan it all out as we get going and stuff. And, uh, oh, hey, uh, you, you know, I need to give them a two-minute feature for Lima or something. So heading into Lima, I'll make sure I also get, you know, a feature. And I edit that when I, uh, on the way home uh, pretty quickly. You have to turn around pretty fast. And uh, by the next week, it'll be in the broadcast on the TV. And so uh, a lot of shots and then maybe a two or three minute edit and adds up to a decent number of minutes off my camera. So definitely a big part of that. Just so people understand, I, my, I'm never live. Kind of maybe even my number one question. Uh, I'm not, my cameras aren't live. We did, we did one or th- once or twice I wore a backpack with Fans Choice and beamed mm-hmm. in a shot. But <laughs> uh, otherwise than that, I'm just shooting for promotions and the, and the broadcast. Uh, the live cameras are all, as you know, Scotty, part of the, uh, the, the in-house broadcast we do internet streaming and uh, those are kind of really not my not my deal I, I they record and I pull out later for editing but nothing to do with me shooting okay all right well you, you mentioned one of Carter's favorite games and that's you know trying to find thunder on every broadcast and he tries to spot you and he always lets me know yep saw thunder three times on the last race and stuff like that <laughs> so there is a game I think maybe we should make a drinking game out of that I don't know if we ever all get together at one time but <laughs> Usually we're all somewhere else whenever they play them on TV. Um, when did you get first hired by American Flat Track? Yeah, that was a journey in itself. Uh, it's been a it's been a good one. I had uh, met them, you know, Will with the Fast and Dirty was around mm-hmm. when I first came around in '11, and he was kind of the main guy. And then Miriam was doing her content too, so there was kind of an interesting angle there. And then on top of that, Gene was just getting Fans Choice going, Gene Crouch and. I think I was around for two years, never even just did private stuff like Flat Check Live and, and whatever else, could, whoever else could hire me. And then just, I think 14 or 15, I got invited into the production truck and we went for a year or two there, had a little little mini break we needed from each other. Since 2016, we've been all good. And uh, Carter was a big part of that. The guy who produces this show with the technical yeah. side. Chris was uh, actually working for AFT at the time and was a huge proponent, I think, and me coming back, which I'm really glad about now. And now we've been good for uh, three, four years after that. It's been good. We just focus on work and it's good right time on. now. Yeah, exactly. So we've mentioned <laughs> all the different stuff you do behind the scenes. Um, is there one type of content that you really enjoy doing or making over anything else? Yeah, there's, well, there's, that's a great question. Like, there's the joy, there's like the loud and big comedy guy, you know, like, so there's like stuff you want to laugh at. It's just like any good, I think it's balanced. It's a mix of, but then I really enjoy like a, going out to Vance and Hines and shooting the cool machinery, making exhaust pipes and welds. And you make a commercial out of that. It's just as fun as making a funny donut commercial with wells. Uh, they're just different. Right. So um, I think it's balanced. I don't, I don't like, I enjoy digging into one incident kind of like journalistic style and one feature and, and making a promotion for another I, you get a good mix of them all so uh, I, don't, I don't think I have a one favorite I, I like them all I, I do really enjoy like cool commercial edits um, but then there's nothing beats kind of working with the racers right because yeah. that's always just seems to be uh, the, the best stories and you know the, these guys are you know they're heroes they all, they all want it you know they're all there to prove the best and so that whole side of things is right up my alley too you know I like the, I like the stoking out and the, the desire to win uh, side of things reporting on that is definitely rewarding uh, career-wise and personally so yeah I don't know if there's any one style I, I shred like montages I like I like just like stuff that's just like damn you know like there was this video on YouTube back in the day about MotoGP it was called MotoGP Animals and it was a Nickelback song mm-hmm. <laughs> edited to just like Rossi and Melandry doing like burnouts around corners and you're just like what like just <laughs> you know wheelies and i mean that's that's definitely the stoke factor down low inside of me uh or you know just the the sheer like i've, I've mentioned a couple times the raw speed intensity and desire to win thing all mixed in one and i didn't grow up that way i, I grew up really competitive uh, that's a you know that personality wise or uh whatever it's it's a it's important thing but but yeah i guess maybe it's just like a, i don't know if it was good if i would have found racing earlier or not it just is what it is but when I did find racing, it definitely is a, a fit. Um, so that fits for, for producing pieces, you know. I feel it, yep. too. Just can't ride a motorcycle nearly as good. <laughs> <laughs> well, which, you, is a, you, which is a really important part, apparently. Yeah, evidently it is. But um, 
You mentioned Rossi just just for a second there a, a second ago, and and you don't have to go into a lot of details. But what was one takeaway of you being invited to go to Rossi's ranch and be teammates with the guy sitting beside you, Sammy Halbert? One takeaway from that trip. One takeaway. That's it. I can't just tell you all about the trip. Man, that could go on uh, for hours. I mean, it, you, it's, I could, it's up I to you. Easily, yeah. How much time do you got? No, it sounds no, like I'll, Sammy's ready to go I'll, ride some mountain mountain bikes or something. I'll give you the quick premise and then I'll, I'll tell you the, the takeaway. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, I mean, come on. It's a, it's a bucket list, man. It's only, da- it's only like, unimportant checklist after that. I mean, I have kids, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, come on, right. It's Rob yeah. and Grant. Uh, yeah, that, that's a, a huge deal to me. Uh, and just nothing but a smile on my face. It was like, uh, I, I it was crazy past to get there. It was like Albert, uh, got invited early days and, you know, kind of got his, his way in over there and he's earned it, you know? And so, so then he had a, I think San Gerano went the first year. I could have gone like two or three years before it, but everything kept, I got, I got the invite like three times and I, I was like, I can't, uh, it was either like AFT had something scheduled or whatever. Uh, missed it a couple of years in a row. And then this like fourth invite was just right for, for the end of 2018. And so, yeah, he invited me and I, I was like just stoked because I couldn't believe I was going to go. And then he's like, Hey, you could probably ride a few laps. And then, Hey, he did, you know, I was with him on the trip. There was no other waste there. And he's like, why don't you just be my teammate? They, I just said that you could probably just race. And they said, fine. I was like blown away. Right. Wow. I had some real funny moments. I could tell you a hundred stories about some funny stuff in there, but I'll just skip right over all that. And then, yeah, the, the, the trip was amazing. It went really just as planned. Halbert missed his flight, but I've met Rossi before Halbert even got there. Um, <laughs> come out and Rossi just like come through this doorway and we're face to face. It's like his garage house area. Like you see in there and uh, I'm in my leathers cause practice is starting and Halbert's still not there. And uh, cause he misses <laughs> like a day delay. I'm missing his flight from, from Seattle. And uh, so I I'm going on meeting Rossi and going out on track to rate to race and or practice. And Halbert's just not even there. I'm like, what is happening? I'm like, I don't represent America. <laughs> Where's Howard? Yeah, we need a real racer here. Uh, so it was cool. And then uh, so I, uh, Rossi was very, very warm and cool and uh, just kind of looked at me blankly like, hi. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, hey, man, you know, Thunder, you know, from America. He's like, yeah, yeah. He was so cool. Just like meeting anybody. Uh, just was stoked. He was warm and cool. And he's like, ah, oh, Sam, he missed his flight. I'm like, yeah, he missed his flight. You know, and he's like, okay, let's, you know, so, you know, we shake and I was just like, whoa, you know, and then, uh, yeah. So then we go practice went well. Uh, you, we'll skip over how I did riding. Even though it was the most fun I've ever had. I'd love to go back. It'll never happen, but it was like, it's so hard to ride there. I'll just say that even JDB said that a lot of people said that I've taken Halbert some time to learn it, but, uh, no, it was, it was a whole deal with that. And then, uh, the other cool part with Rossi would be, uh, the second night, we uh, were all just kind of hanging at the his bar area. It was like just the riders of the event and him, and we were out just doing the late night thing after the first night of riding. And he came over, and or we went over to him, and we ended up uh, having this cool chat with him um, about like framers. He was in, and Halbert had some uh, tips, some secret professional tips for for that uh, for Rossi, uh, and that, and they 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 talk flat track. So it was a cool little conversation, very genuine, very real, just like you'd have around the pit uh flat track in, in america so that was comfortable and cool and that was the greatest experience ever man um that was i i yeah you can imagine it's a bucket list trip i i can't oh. imagine that's that's the deal i can't imagine ever being first of all you were invited four times that pisses me off i've never been invited <laughs> once and you turned it down three times somehow and you still got invited back so how does a kid from tallahassee that runs around with the camera get invited like you know how, that you just blew yeah, me away well, right there the part where I, yeah, I mean, the part where I'm on track with Rossi and he's coming around to lap me and I'm like, I'm like, man, I am just free. I can just do anything right now. I'm just here at Rossi's track. How did I, you know, that's exactly what I was thinking. Just, I'm just a kid from Tallahassee. He's like, move over, move over, Rossi, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh man you you feel like the weight of the world don't crash out rossi don't crash out rossi <laughs> just get out no, the way it's not, it's not that bad obviously you just go have fun and ride and just don't be an idiot but uh it's it was exhilarating and dan it's just that it's like a supermoto meets flat track world that thing right and right it is uh i it, <laughs> You need to be comfortable with that bike moving around, boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's 
skatey. Uh, so I don't, uh, I honestly, man, did pretty well. I was only, uh, I, I ran some similar times to what, uh, like Eugene Laverty is really cool. The road racer guy, he was there that mm-hmm. weekend. We hung out a lot with him and his first weekend, he left there his first time at Rossi's and I had, I had the same lap times my first weekend leaving. So now, cool. now that advancement from there, I'm not saying I would advance much further, <laughs> but I will tell you, it's like a puzzle and it is a tricky one. I've never ridden any surface, you know, it's basically like concrete with like drizzled sand on top. Yeah. So you like when, when easy. It, it's just, it's unreal, the surface, um, super slippery, but, uh, learned a lot and never, I have all the GoPro footage and I'll never forget it with experience of a lifetime. Yeah. This kid from Tallahassee gets to ride Rossi ranch. What a, yeah. what a cool story. Yeah. It was, it was amazing, man. I did yeah. not ever not think that I, the whole time I was on the trip, I was pinching myself, like, but enjoying it calmly. It was a really good experience. And, uh, yeah, it was a good one, man. Lucky, Dude. lucky me. That's awesome. You know, most people Wait, never get the I chance. Lucky me because I, I said lucky me, but I did have to put up with Howard the whole time. Well, yeah, so you had, you know, there's, there's a downfall to everything. So I guess that, you know, <laughs> you know, most, most people never the, get the chance. You got to sleep in the Pearl for a few nights back in 2013. If you're trying to go to Rossi ranch, you know what I mean? You have to put the right. time in at the, so at that's the why I never got, that's why I never got the invite. I get it now. Yeah. So you go inside talk, that, so- that black Pearl for slippery slope, man. <laughs> Let's talk about some mountain biking just for a second. So you've been mountain biking up north in Michigan with with Smith and the gang. You've also been mountain biking a lot with Sammy. Uh, let's talk about the wheelies. Who taught you to wheelie like that? Are you teaching Sammy, or is it you know, you know go back and forth? You have a contest going on. I, I see wheelies oh, like coasting wheelies and stuff. Who, tell me, tell me more me about it. That. Don't offend me by saying does Halbert? Halbert does not wheelie. He's gone to Thunder Wheelie School. All He's right. Not the other way around ever. <laughs> no um yeah mountain biking is huge in my life definitely obsessed uh Albert and smith uh all the guys that are into it. a lot of guys are into it now things keep changing but uh, a lot of guys are riding mountain bikes this year but for the past three years we've had this thing haven't we this like you've just heard all about it every race oh blah blah mm-hmm. blah mountain bikes have it uh no definitely love it it's, it's a huge fitness thing like uh, i'm i'm an athlete i'm not a professional athlete but i am an athlete and uh, I wanted to, you know, uh, you know, like anyone, I have a desire to work out and, you know, be, be out there. So for me, fitness and mental, you know, right. Mental health along with a good, you know, you always feel better after a good workout. So mountain biking slipped in uh, a couple of years ago and 20, well, right, right around all this flat track stuff about 2014 or so and just started getting away on it and loving it. And then all of a sudden you, you know, Strava is the big catalyst here, by the way, because it's, it's all driven by heavy competition, Scotty. Of course, that's the world we live in here in flat tracks. Uh, you're not friends with Brian Smith and Jeremy and Sammy Howard without being borderline hyper competitive. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the fitness thing is what we do, and uh, it's like a lot of maybe hour and a half mountain bike rides. And Halbert, we 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 just went on today. We go on all the time now. And Tallahassee has really good trails all over, so it's worked out really good um, for him to be down here. In the winter, it's good weather. That's why Halbert also moved here, and it's just a good place to live. So, uh, the mountain bike trails are in either direction. We can r- ride any time. So that's that's why we do it all the time. There's trails and camaraderie and and a challenge and you know uh, who won this week and all that. It's and we push each other. So it's good. Right on. So I I kind of got upset earlier when when Carter told me that he was getting a hold of you to line this whole interview up, and, and he told me that you didn't know who Graham was and. And Graham's going to be upset. Anyway, so Graham is my grandma. She Everybody thinks she's my mom because she looks like she's young enough yeah. to be my mom. She goes to almost all the races, and she's 87 years old. So I'm sure you know who Graham is if you'd really think about it. But I know at the races, you're busy running around on your one wheel and, and, and chasing motorcycles and stuff. So I'm going to let it slide a little bit. <laughs> But I will have to introduce you to Graham. So she knows who you are, and she kind of follows you and stuff like that. But she wants to know, are your boys going to race flat track when they, you know, anytime soon or when they get older? Or have, have they even thought about it? Oh, the little guys. Yes. <laughs> oh, hey, Graham. Oh, well, she's going to have to say hey at the next race uh, again so I can get a reminder. But, yeah. Carter, man, you can't tell Carter anything, can you? Gosh. So, they, <laughs> Gra- hey, Graham, uh, the answer to that question is, Maybe, maybe, yeah. I don't. Max definitely already already rides that way. I I have like it was a video on him on YouTube from like a year or two ago. Now him ripping the streets. I got him this little electric Cooper motorcycle, and uh, yeah, he shreds. 
yeah, I, if they want, I'm definitely a free spirit. Like, uh, you know, if he's got amazing bike skill and there's bikes lined up, like Rob McClendon will probably start his career. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, if it's lined up, I, I'm not going to say no. I, I don't really want, I don't want any one thing. Uh, they'll just have to make their journey and want something. Uh, you know, I'm not the guy, I'm not the bad, the dad who it's Max is my uh, almost six-year-old and Maverick is my almost three-year-old that we both, we ride all the time. We have strider bikes and they're both very good. They're both really, really good at riding bikes, especially. And uh, Max is incredible on the motorcycle. Uh, yeah, I, you guys, you guys would all be impressed if, you know, you saw Max put his leg out and lean a bike over and he's five. I mean, it's not like there aren't other phenoms out there, but, uh, he's really good. And yeah, I, I, he's got, like you said, you started riding when you were five. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. that sounds early. Max is five now and already, you know, basically does wheelies just about not quite, but he's, he's amazing and That's can cool. bump jump and do six stuff. So he's already got that big head start kind of hard not to think he won't. But I mean, man, life's crazy. So you know, I, I'm not the planner, but to answer Graham's question, yeah, I mean, yeah, if if he wants to, he can. I'm uh, I'm open to whatever path they end up on. As long right as it's on. not like you know, drugs and in jail, right? Right, right. <laughs> I'm not on board on that path. You gotta watch who they're hanging. Yeah, watch who they're hanging around with. So <laughs> we in, we end the podcast with rapid fire questions. So I'm gonna ask you a question. You tell me the the answer that comes to mind. Are you ready? All right, let's do it. All right. What's your favorite bike you've ever ridden? That could be a bike or a motorcycle, since you do both. There is a blue Yamaha 05. There's a blue 05 Yamaha 250 four-stroke up in northern Michigan that I ride on the trail rides with uh, mm-hmm. Brian Smith, like a part owner in that bike. That is the. I don't know why. It's just it's it's my soul in a motorcycle. It's weird. Those light bikes for the woods are amazing. So I'd have to say that bike. What about mountain bike? Then do you have a favorite one of those? Yeah, pedaling's a little different. The one I ride now, it's pretty much heaven on wheels. Yep. Okay, all right. So Giant what Anthem. Kind? Okay, all right. Giant Anthem, 20 carbon. Yeah, I mean, all the good, yeah. Mountain bikes are all really good high, and mountain bike is going to feel great. All right. What's your favorite racetrack? All right, I, you got to admit, I'm allowed to ask one question about this. Am I filming or am I riding? How about both? How about both? If you're filming, what's your favorite place to film? I, I never got to film at Rossi's because there's some legal issues there, but I would... Of course, Rossi's going to usually top all these answers, but if we're going to stick to American flat track related, since that's usually what this is about, um, I would like, I'd say Springfield as far as like flat track world, Springfield and filming and then riding. Shoot. I even rode that. I raced Springfield one time. Remember the TT? You and Oh, that's it. right. Yep. I do remember that. Yeah. So that's your favorite as well? That wasn't even well? that long ago. I think that was 18. No. Wow. Yeah, you're that was 18. So You're a stud. So I raced and filmed that day. Double but, duty. Yeah, no, Springfield is the sickest to film, by the way, everybody. Springfield's okay. just sick, right? We yep. all know that. Yep. All right, so, so this this next one's kind of different. We've never asked this question before because it's something that's new, but Corey Texter and I are battling in flat track jeopardy. Who do you think is going to win? Cool. Yeah, that's actually a pretty decent question. Uh, nerd nerd boy Corey digging his, into the facts there. Uh, no, <laughs> He does know. He knows a ton of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys both are encyclopedias. That's a great question. I'd say uh, I'm going to have to go with you. All right. Well, that's good. Now, I, you, that just made it a little bit better. Uh, you have to tune in. I think we're going we're gonna to post it somewhere on social media next week, I believe. So I have to check it out. Um, what's, what's your favorite shot that you've ever shot? Do you have one that just is your favorite? <sighs> Not one. There's so many, but there's like a handful. Uh, there's one of Johnny Lewis going through one and two at Springfield in like 400, like slow-mo, super slow-mo. Mm-hmm. Um, I have like, well, I'm on super slow-mo on my camera. And the super slow-mo is really cool if you nail it right. I have Johnny like on that Harley. He's riding for like Donati for like the day uh, or something. And like 18 or 17, he's coming through Springfield one and two. And I just nailed this shot at him. I, I don't. Brian was Smith was commenting on it later, something about it not being the, the the real fast line that day. But it was sick, and Johnny's like committed. You know, he's got great style. So that was cool. He's like just ripping it all the way through turn one. He's like, it's just like it's the ultimate slide video, right? Like slow mo slide videos are definitely, uh, yeah. So yeah, slow mo slide videos. But yeah, there's there's dude, there's a bunch of gold in the uh, on the on the hard drive so no not any one shot there's so many all the top guys at flat track i, I definitely have 
some um, epic. Oh, Kale Kochman, dude. That one video where yeah. he's throwing the front end down. Yep. That shot might be just one of the best ones ever because he's like just slaying that 450 at Paris, that little short track. Paris, Paris short track, yeah. Yeah. He's turning, turning turn it down, down, right, with the front end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then Barcelona Marquez. I'm not rapid fire. I'm, I'm just blattling now. But yeah, like I, there are, there's some good ones. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. All right. So what um what's the best race you've ever seen in person? Uh, it, naturally it's a little easier to pick stuff more recently because you remember it a little better. Duh, mm-hmm. the last Springfield was so sick. We we haven't yep. seen anything like that in a, in a minute. Long time. Um man, Lima there was actually a bunch of Jeffrey Carver involved stuff over the past years. That Brian's twenty sixteen win against Jared at where he won the championship at the end of 2016 at uh, Santa, Santa Rosa. Rosa. That was yeah, epic, epic. Yep. Yep. Like, like I was involved. I was like, well, not like I had to do my camera job, but I remember just wondering and caring so much what's happening down there. You couldn't see it. You know, I couldn't see it where I was on the front straight. Um, but yeah, any of the good battles, like man, anytime Halbert and Mies get into it, there's all, there's all kinds of good races that, yeah, you know, that have happened. So yeah, the best racing I've seen is flat track. I think I, cause I'm, I didn't, you know, don't typically watch a lot of racing. So I guess motocross and MotoGP and stuff, but uh, any battles, a good battle, right? If, but uh flat track <laughs> serves it up sometimes, doesn't it? Absolutely. That's why we're so deeply hooked and, and can't get enough of it. All right. Here's a tough one. Who's your favorite flat tracker of all time? That is a hard question. Yeah, especially because uh, there's somebody sitting right beside you. You know, you got to be careful. <laughs> there ain't a flat tracker in my room right now. My favorite, like as a human, as a racer, I think there's kind of categories. That obviously plugged in a, a handful of these guys, and then uh, then it's hard not to think so highly of the people they talk so highly about. Uh, pretty, pretty. Uh, Halbert's kind of independent. He doesn't, you know, he's, he's his own little world, and the guys now, like me, Talbert Smith, I'm pretty close to those guys. I, I, everybody else is like, I'm a fan of the way they all ride because they're all so different. So I, it's it's a mixed question. Like personality, I have all kinds of judgments. Riding <laughs> styles, <laughs> riding styles. All right, now let's talk about. Like, there's so much to talk about. So they're all just such, uh, just like anything in life, right? You got diff- completely different packages from Briar, who's like Mr. Natural Rider. And then, um, and then you got natural superstars who can't ride as good. <laughs> so wow. there's a mix of it all, um, of talents and uh, strengths and weaknesses, right? That's how I see yep. it. All right. So here's, here's, here's a fun one. Uh, Carter came up with this one a little while back and we've used it lately. So who is your favorite person to go bench racing with? Dude, everybody, we're all, we do that all the time. Yeah. We're so competitive. Um, uh, who do I banter really well with? Um, man, me and Mies go, I mean, Mies is real fun to, to, to do, to shoot, you know, to, cause he just don't quit that just like in real life. Like he just don't like same with his racing career. He just, or like, you know, his championship, he's just, he's an animal. He just doesn't quit. So like talking shit with him is pretty good. I mean, uh, this mountain bike thing has developed into all that. I mean, Halbert's made up his whole world of competition with me and him. We got all kinds of competitions and, um, I don't know. I, I, I'd probably say Mies for bench racing. All right. All right. I like it. So last year we got to see Briar win his first championship. Who's the next first time champion in American flat track? Oh man. Yeah. I was wondering when we're going to talk about these guys. Um, so Briar is in my opinion, uh, arrived, right? Like he kind of last year, halfway through the year was just there. He's just one of them. Um, mm-hmm. I think we all saw it. I'm just kind of seeing how, or saying how I see it. I think he arrived and he's in the big boy club and he's going fast and he's going to be one of the four or five guys to beat for the championship. Right. And then, uh, the, the next rider behind him, like coming up, it's hard not to say Dalton. He's just so natural, uh, skill wise. Um, and then, uh, I, I mean, it's, it's, I, it's easy to say the little, the, the, the little, the, the young phenoms. I mean, it's like, yeah, Dalton, I mean, Dallas is super impressive. I, I think, I think Dalton, if you're going to ask me, uh, who's the next cash. Yeah, man. I think Dalton, that's my pick. I, I think don't. for, I like it. I like it for up and you coming. Know. Yeah. I mean, I think Briar's going to be, I, I'm not saying now I'm saying 
the know. next first time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the next first time. Exactly, exactly. But don't count, don't count out Bronson just yet either. I mean, he's he no, got 30 I, yeah, points I last say, year. I was going to say, he's just like, Bronson's so impressive. I don't mean to leave him out. I just don't know if he's full on going to beat his brother. Like, like I mean, if he can, it, he's not right. even that far out in points. I mean, it's not like, I just don't know if it's going to happen full on. But yeah, he's incredible, impressive. Like, uh, yeah, I don't mean to count him out one bit. I, I, I guess I was just trying to think of maybe like uh, the new blood. But Bronson's young too, isn't he? He's so young. So oh, yeah, yeah. Last, last. Yeah, question. he's got the right equipment. True, yeah. true. Last question is: When we borrow from Dave Despain, um, what are you most proud of? Kids, are we talking life? Kids, man, the kids are gold, dude. That's 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 awesome. blood. So yeah, the kids for as far as full life question, and then. Yeah, man, we got pride. All there's all kinds of ways to have pride and stuff, right? But yeah. uh, yeah, I think I think if you're just asking me in life, man, I mean, I think you understand that, right? Absolutely. Yep, changes you for sure, and it's it's a change for good, and and uh, they're always gonna be your kids. You know, it, it, it's a part of you now that that will be a part of you the rest of your life, and I love it. Um, thanks so much for coming on. Before we let you go, would you like to say thanks to anybody? I know we ask usually ask writers and sponsors and promoters and stuff like that. I know you're a little bit kind of a different character because there's only one thunder, but do you want to say thanks to anybody? <laughs> yeah. Everybody. I mean, a, a, AFC, I appreciate how, I mean, every, every, of course, everyone, I'm just a group effort, right? Like everyone's done me a favor. And I think everyone is, uh, is in owed to thanks. Cause I ask from interviews all the time and, and everyone's always, you know, usually real friendly about all that. I, I need a lot as a media guy, and uh, they're all really good. So uh, that and, and AFT for sure. And and man, the fan, the fan, the flat track fam is so good, dude. And you're you're a big part of that. I know this is what you do this for. And uh, when you say flat track fam, like in in sentence, you know that you know. Yeah. You, you get it. It's like a stick of thing. So. Yeah. Right on, man. Well, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for coming on. And thanks for what you do for our sport. And it's making our sport better. And I just want to say I appreciate it. I know our race fans appreciate it, too. And tell Sammy we want him on the show. I know we had him on to talk about the Flat Track Fight Club before, but he needs and he has deserved his own episode. Yeah, man. Dude, and we thank you, Scotty. You're like, people don't know. I, I Like, at the races, like, seeing you behind the scenes and seeing what you deal with and what goes on and you're not just like the you're you're super involved you're super big part of planning i i don't think people know that or maybe they do but uh it's crazy to see you always at it and you're completely committed dude you're the real man you're 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 awesome thanks man you're awesome appreciate it all right man i appreciate the call scotty thunder didn't didn't imagine dragons write a song about him i think yeah they did they wrote yeah that's i thought so yeah, maybe we'll play that for the outro. I'll just play that for the outro. I like it. Um, yeah, dude. Like, I can't say enough about that guy. He never stops working. You know, I mean, he, he if he's not running around with the camera and you know, it looks like he's going six hundred different directions because he is because he's filming so many different things. He goes back to the semi and he he downloads it on the computer. He's cutting and splicing. He's adding music. He's and he's a perfectionist. It yeah. has to be perfect <laughs> or it's not going. You know, or he's not sharing it with AFT or yeah. with NBC because it has to be perfect, and that's just thunder, and that's why his stuff is so good. Um, it's cool, and I like what he said about the sport. He he loves it. He's hooked on it, and it just took that one race going to you know uh, Peoria. It sounds yep. like was his first first flat track, and can you imagine going to Peoria for your first race? That'd be oh, cool, dude. I, I remember first meeting Thunder, and I would like just sit down, and he would like show me all the old videos that he made. And I don't know if you've seen them all. Maybe we put put together a list and just like, it's insane the catalog of stuff that he did even before like I met him, right? Um, and the stuff he's done since I've met him. Uh, multiple talents, dude, from shooting to editing to I mean, like I said, making his own music. Uh, the guy can do just about anything uh, that that he puts his mind to. And uh, whether people realize it or not, the vibe and the feel that you get when watching this content. Uh, flat track content that's that's thunder through and through um and, absolutely uh, and uh he is a big reason uh that the, the the sport has the vibe so it's it's pretty cool uh to talk to him and, and get to know him a little bit more uh but yeah we'll all be looking for him on the broadcast now i think moving forward yeah, absolutely it's and and you know what we're good friends we don't see each other very much i mean we, we might cross paths at the hotel like when we're grabbing breakfast or when we're coming back to the hotel after the races but race day you know Sometimes I've got a meeting here, he's got to be there, and 
you know, we'll cross paths every once in a while, say hi, we'll fist bump or whatever. Uh, but we don't get to work with each other near enough. And, and he's he's so much fun. He Obviously, he's full of energy. You can tell by that by the interview. He's <laughs> He's got so many, you know, random thoughts going through his head. I just... I would like to sit back and just be inside his head for a second and see what's going on. But no, he's he's a great guy and, and loves the sport of flat track just like we do. I can't wait to see what's next, man. Like year after year, he just improves upon what he does for the sport. Um, I can't wait to see the content he's putting out in the future. And um, who knows, he may make another shift and start doing something else or, or working on another big project. Uh, I'm I'm here to watch it all. Whatever he, I love consuming his content. So um, I'm I, can't, I look forward to see what he's doing in the future. Absolutely. Also, some good news uh, over the last week. Oliver, uh, Oliver Brindley's, uh, you know, he's sitting up. He's got his phone now, so he's looking at Instagram. He's looking at his, you know, social media. He's looking at, you know, all kinds of things. So again, if you, anybody, anybody out there wants to to leave a message uh, for Oliver, the phone number is three five two six three nine. 2924. Of course, Oliver's number is 24. So again, 352-639-2924. Leave a message. Oliver can uh, can uh, listen to those. And like I said, he's, he's watching everything. I know Tommy Duma put a lot of posts earlier in the week, uh, or maybe late last week, uh, of you know shots with Oliver and included him and tagged him and stuff like that. So I think that's really cool. I know other people are probably doing that too. I just don't see it uh, as much as, as I'd like to, but... Uh, you know, we're still thinking about Oliver and, uh, you know, hoping for a speedy recovery. He still has a long road and, uh, you know, and it's okay. He's, he's getting better. Absolutely, man. It's good to hear from the family. Good to hear from Oliver. Um, and uh, wish him the best and continued, uh, continued improvement. Carter, I got to go back to work. I mean, I took a break to come in here to do this, yep. but I got to get back outside. All right. Well, do that. Go do your thing. And I got to get back to work, too. Oh, yeah, it is Friday afternoon. What are we doing? You're working. I'm working. Yeah, we're all working. The podcast must go on. Uh, we will uh, We'll catch you next week, though. Absolutely. Thanks for all the feedback. Thanks for uh, liking us. Thanks for following the podcast. Thanks for telling all your friends. Smash that like button, and uh, we'll talk to everybody next week. Carter, have a safe weekend. Everybody else do the same. Everybody else keep it on two wheels, and we'll talk to you next Friday. All right. Peace. So, so wait, so wait, what do you want? What did you want to add about Lima? Lima's unfortunately been postponed to a later date. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was announced today. And uh, that was after we recorded. Um, so you just want me to like say that at some point of the episode? Yeah, add that in. Like, just like it really happened in real time. Okay. Is there anything else you want to tell the people that might be out at the races this weekend? Well, we forgot to tell them that I'll have the off the groove koozie with me in my backpack. And if you want one, they're only $5 each, two for 10, four for 20. Just hit me up before I go up there and start announcing, or if I'm on break or something like that, I should have them with me at the track. Perfect. Uh, I think the easiest thing to do is for me to just clip this and drop at the end of the episode. You good with that? Perfect. Done. Perfect. Nailed it. <laughs>